Welcome to Ministry in Motion, where we explore best practices for your ministry in the 21st century. Our topic today, staying fresh and relevant in your ministry. Whether you're a pastor or a lay leader in your local church, God wants you to stay fresh and relevant, to make an impact in your community and the lives of those around you. Our guest, Dr. Ivan Williams. Ivan, great to have you back on Ministry in Motion. Glad to be here, Derek. You know, what I'm excited about is you think about your leader of pastors and church leaders here in the North American division of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. And how many do you oversee, pastors and church leaders? About 4,500 of them. <laughs> so staying fresh and relevant is really important. It's huge, Derek. <laughs> I think about it for myself. I'm interested in staying fresh and relevant. The principles that you're sharing, I think, can help any leader. Oh, sure. Uh, whatever he or she is doing. So let's get right into the study. <laughs> and you've got five ways, and you, you've kind of drawn at least some of them right from the ministry of Jesus. That is so true. And why don't we begin with Paul's scripture uh, as he wrote to a young man named Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 7. And the Bible says, and he, he stated this because this was a part of his journey. I have fought a good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. And what better way to finish ministry than the way you started it? Usually we start strong. Why not finish strong? Mm. Yeah. So what are some ways that we can do that? Do we want to be very practical. Yes. The first way I like to look at the, the ministry of Jesus. When Jesus began his ministry, guess what the first thing he did was? <laughs> well, uh, he called some people to come alongside of him. Yes. He called a team. And usually when we come out of school or when we finished our journey and we're ready to begin, quote unquote, an official ministry, we want to go at it alone because we can change the world all by ourselves. But Jesus gives us a great example that, hey, when I started ministry, our Lord, when he walked the earth, he chose 12 people. He chose a team. And this is huge, Derek, because team ministry today is so needed because of the diverse needs, uh, the, 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 the amount of issues coming at a ministerial leader today. Um, God didn't give us all of the gifts. True. We need professionals. We need uh, Christian, Christians. We need um, uh, committed lay people who are engaged in ministry with or without a pastor. And if we in, include them in the ministry, it is uh, so much more duplicatable. In other words, the ministry expands when I, outside of myself, pour into others. So I'm, I'm thinking if anybody could have done it by himself, it was Jesus. Yes. But he said, I need to build a team. Yes. And uh, so you'd say one way to stay fresh and relevant, to build a team, mm -hmm. um, and... and how do I interact with that team? Am, am I, you sit still while I tell you everything? I mean, Jesus uh, certainly taught them. Yes. Uh, is it a reciprocal relationship? How does that work? It is. And you know, if you notice, would you have chosen Peter or Judas? I mean, <laughs> why did Jesus... They all had different personalities. Yeah, sure. he had a lot of different characters around him 24-7 for three and a half years. So why did he choose that team? I think one of the things that leaders make the mistake in doing is choosing everyone like themselves. Mm. 
And when you choose a team, you need to choose people who are gifted in other areas. I don't want groupthink around me. Mm. And I don't think we grow when everyone around the, my leadership team thinks like me. I think it's very, very important to have people who are comfortable to be able to ask questions. They need to be able to disagree. And, uh, and yet everyone on the team needs to be teachable and yet gifted. I think teachability is huge today. Um, I think team members should have kind of a lifelong learning approach. Uh, and the pastor can pour into his or her team that way. Um, and so choosing a team that is probably gifted, uh, um, self-starters, go-getters. I mean, if you look at the attributes of the disciples, they all had different characteristics, different gifts. But yet, um, you know, when we look at the New Jerusalem, the Bible says the foundation of that city, the New Jerusalem, will have their names on it. Mm -hmm. And so there was something about that team that God is going to etch in eternity. And that's an example for us today. So we're going to choose a team because we can't do it all alone. Yes. Um, how do we need to empower? Uh, yes. What, what, what's, what's, how do we build on that? That's my second point. I believe that in order for us to stay relevant, in order for us to stay current and have staying power, in order to, like Paul, I finished the course. Mm -hmm. In order to be able to say that, we do need to empower people around us. Um, in 1 Corinthians 12, in Romans 12, in Ephesians 4, um, we see the gifts and we see what God has given the church in order to make the body whole. Um, ministerial leaders don't have all of those gifts. Um, you know, we're reminded in Ephesians, I believe it is 5, that he gave some to be prophets, some to be teachers, and on and on, some to be evangelists. Right, I think Ephesians 4.12. Ephesians 4, I said yep. it 4, yes, yep. Ephesians 4.12. And so it's important that we recognize that we are to pour not only our giftedness into others, but we are to allow the gifts around us to be utilized and empowering a team, uh, equipping a team is hugely important. Now I'm thinking when Jesus, he had his 12, he actually, one of the ways he equipped them was by actually sending them out to do ministry. Yes. Uh, he, of course, he gave them power by the Holy Spirit. Yes. And they went out, did ministry, and then they came back. Um, it's one thing to call a team around you, but actually to release authority and yes. to send them out is another thing, isn't it? It is. That's, that's a huge point for relevance in ministry and staying power. Uh, because, you know, we suffer from burnout when we try to do it all. Um, it, is, it is the most important duplicator in ministry to pour yourself into someone else and to see them do the very work in a different place, doing it in a different way than you have done, but the principles are still the same. We'll come back after the break. We're going to talk after the break about how we learn from those that we're teaching as they come back from their ministry experience. We'll be right back with more Ministry in Motion.
Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today, staying fresh and relevant in your ministry, our guest, Dr. Ivan Williams. So Ivan, we've talked about the fact that Jesus built a team. Yes. Um, and, and, and he invested in them. Mm -hmm. And secondly, to empower and equip that team. Yes. Now, when you send out your team or you empower them to do things, mm -hmm. they could come back and challenge some of the things you've been doing. That's so true, Derek. You know, there is great risk in even selecting a team. And, and like I said earlier, to have a cookie cut of yourself is not something that our Lord teaches. I believe that as he sends them, as he sent his disciples out, he also desires us to send out disciples to encourage others to become disciples as well. And I do believe that when we're challenged by those that we send out um, or when, quote unquote, a theory doesn't work or a practicum doesn't really fit the mold and we're questioned about it, I think that's a growing experience for the pastor as well as the member of the congregation. Now, part of staying fresh and relevant may involve a transition. God may lead us. I'm thinking of your ministry personally. Sure. Sure. Uh, you've not always been in the same setting. Uh, right. How do transitions help us to stay fresh and relevant? You know, that is hugely, hugely important. Uh, the question is, um, I ask myself, if I stayed in the same place my entire ministry, as some do in ministry, would I be the person I am today? And I would have to say, Derek, no. Uh, when I transition from one church to another, when I transition from a local congregation to an administrative role, uh, when I served as a chaplain, even while I was pastoring, um, and now to serve at a, on a larger scale to help empower other leaders, I think that these things stretch and grow, and, and I believe that, you know, there's a quote, that says, to whom God calls, he equips and enables. Mm. And uh, I do believe that when God calls us to other opportunities, it is a delight to know that you cannot do that job without his help. Right. So I, I think there's an important point when we talk about transitions help. We're talking about you prayerfully ask, Lord, is this something you're asking me to do? That is or correct. am I just trying to design my career path? That is correct. But, but if I resist God's leading, <laughs> I may miss the opportunity to stay fresh and relevant. So true. Uh, you know, there may be areas that the Lord desires us to grow in that we necessarily don't have in mind. Or we may not be able to grow in the place where we currently are. Correct. Or, you know, I think uh, one pastor told me, uh, when the Lord is ready to pour you out even more, he will start shutting things down where you are. Mm. <laughs> and that was, that was a huge experience for me because I saw it happen. Um, you know, you stay at a church and you pour yourself into the congregation and you pray with members and it just seems like things are not going as well as they could. And uh, when other opportunities come, you have to pray and say, Lord, is this your desire for me mm -hmm. now to go to a transition in place? Um, yeah, I'm thinking of the Apostle Paul. I think, was it a year and a half that he stayed in Ephesus? Someone will <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong. But sure. he didn't stay there forever. 
No. God no, led him didn't. on to another location and he kept being led by the Spirit of God. So Sure, sure. And while we're not asking everyone to be missionaries, I believe God calls missionaries. Right. But we have a missionary spirit and, a, and we're a part of a movement. Right. A movement. Right. We move. <laughs> but, you know, in, in, in thinking about this, transitions can also be a time of intimacy with God. Because when you move a family, when you move children, um, there must be much prayer. Yes. Yeah. I remember I was teaching at a, at a Christian university and mm. got an invitation to go and pastor a local church again. And mm. many of my colleagues thought, why would you want to do that? Right. And my 15-year-old son challenged me. Mm. He said, how do you know? You need to go and talk to them, he said. <laughs> how do you know if God's leading unless you go and talk to them? Wow. And that led me to 10 years back in the local church, which was life-changing for me. Yeah. So God, God has a good plan. He does. And, you know, when I think about my transitions uh, with my wife and my, my children, um, usually that next place required something more of me and something different of me. So I agree with you wholeheartedly, Derek, that transitions do stretch and groom you. And if God has a plan for what he wants to do in your life, and I don't always agree that it's about position right. or place. Why can't transitions be about me being saved and what God is doing for me and through me? So we want to build a team like Jesus, empower yes. and equip. Uh -huh. uh, transitions can help uh, keep growing. I suppose, especially if you're staying and not moving, you, you need to keep growing where you are. Yes, uh, you know, the, the, the dirtiest, germiest water is the water that doesn't move. It stays stagnant, i.e. cesspools or, yeah. or swamps. So even if, I'm, even if I'm not changing location, I need to be changing myself, yes. growing? Yes, and you can do that through um, continue to have a... Um, a strong reading um, ability to, to, to read several books at a time. Um, you could do that by having colleagues that, that you meet with on a regular basis mm. to hold you accountable and to be accountable to one another. Um, I also believe that growing will, will um, help you to reach outside of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. If I desire to grow, Lord, where are areas that I need to have shored up mm -hmm. in my life? And uh, you will seek those opportunities. Well, Ivan, it's great to talk about staying fresh and relevant after the break. One more key point. We've learned build a team like Jesus, empower and equip. Transitions can help and keep on growing, but we've got more because we want to stay fresh and relevant, whether we're a pastor, a lay leader, whether we've just started our ministry or coming to the close of it, God wants us to be powerful Christian leaders. We'll have more about staying fresh and relevant in your ministry right after the break. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today is staying fresh and relevant 
in your ministry, our guest, Dr. Ivan Williams. Ivan, I've been inspired. Uh, these are practical steps. Build a team like Jesus, empower and equip. Uh, transitions can actually help. Yes. And then keep on growing. Yes. Um, how did that happen? We've got one more point after that. But in your own ministry, uh, how, did, how did you keep on growing so that you didn't plateau? Yeah, um, one of the things was to challenge myself in areas where I needed to grow. Um, I wanted to be a better communicator. So I went to seminars that would help me create a, a real understanding of how people listen to you. Okay. Uh, the other thing was is to be a better administrator, to run meetings better. So I went to some seminars on that. And so it was just pouring into areas that I felt needed shoring up as it were. Yeah, yeah. so you just kept on growing. Yeah. Fifth point, we got five we want to remember here. <laughs> okay. Keep pressing on. Now that's not just talking about being a workaholic, right? No. Uh, what's, what's this fifth way of staying fresh and relevant? Keep pressing on. Yeah, this comes from Paul's whole motif of pressing toward the mark of the high calling in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. And the mark is eternal life. And finishing the race, as he said in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7, fighting the good fight and um, making sure that we don't lose sight of the eternal goal. I think Paul said it himself Man, for me to do all of this ministry for all of these years and then for me to be a castaway? Mm. No. <laughs> so I must press toward the mark. And that means stay focused and hopefully become more like Christ. You know, as I'm thinking about that, uh, keep pressing on toward the mark of the high calling in Christ Jesus. Yes. That has implications even for my personal spiritual life, oh, doesn't it? Huge, huge. I cannot give, I cannot truly give what I don't have. Um, when the disciples uh, showed up one day, they were guilty. The people said, these men have been with Jesus. Mm. Oh, won't that be said about us today that we have spent time and been and have been with Jesus. So remembering our personal call. Mm-hmm our personal yes. call from Jesus, yes. and then our call to ministry can help us to stay fresh. Yes. You know, Derek, for me, staying power means I didn't put myself here. Because if I did, I won't last. But because God called me and saw something in me worth using and saving, that is what keeps me. And so pressing toward the mark, um, always takes me back to why I'm doing what I'm doing. I was just talking today to a, a church leader from another part of the world, and he said from the research that they have done, 40% of their pastors are depleted, burned out. Hmm. Uh, so staying fresh and relevant, is, is it sounds like a timely topic. Uh, let's say a pastor or a, a lay leader is watching the program today, and they say, I, I feel stale and irrelevant. Mm. Uh, we can't break out of it. What, what word of encouragement would you offer to that leader? Well, first of all, I would remind them of why they are in the ministry. Um, sometimes going back to the beginning helps a person to understand the relevance of today. And today, look around. There are people who need serving. There are people who have 
great, great deeds. Uh, relevance is made holy when you meet people's needs. Mm. So remembering how God has led you in your past? Yes. The miracles forget. that He's worked? Yes. And then seeing the needs around you yes. and, and, and responding to those needs. Yes. Yeah, sometimes we get caught up in the mundane things of everyday ministry. Uh, the complaints bother us, the attacks, um, the conflict. But when you serve people, when you get off of a horizontal level and start serving God on a vertical level by being His hands and feet to your community, I believe that will revive a person to be renewed so that they can serve again. I was talking to a person today who goes and gives Bible studies. I said, how do you avoid getting discouraged? Yes. And the person said, when the, I meet the one person whose heart is open, that gives me new hope and courage. That's correct. So you're saying, go into ministry, see the needs, meet the needs, and that will help oh, that yeah. freshness and relevance to return? It, it, it gives you staying power. You know, the greatest high for me is standing in the baptismal pool after you've prayed, studied, and agonized over a soul. And that soul says in his or her mind, I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. That's huge. There's no greater staying power than that. Dr. Ivan Williams, thank you so much for sharing with us today a topic that's very dear to my heart. Uh, and I think to many of our viewers, how to stay fresh and relevant in your ministry. And I learned five important lessons today. Build a team like Jesus, empower and equip, and that transitions can help uh, if God's leading. Transitions can help keep growing and keep pressing on. And I don't know where you are in your ministry, a pastor, a lay leader in your local church, but there's probably someone watching the program today and you say, well, I was feeling a little stale and irrelevant. I hope you found some courage today. Look around, see how God's led you in your past. See the needs of those around you. He's put you in the position of leadership where you are so that you can be his hands and his feet. Let his love flow through you to be a blessing to those around you. Remember to build a team, empower and equip them. Remember that transitions can help. Don't hold on to something as if it belongs to you. Keep growing and keep pressing on and see the amazing work that God will do in you and through you. Won't it be amazing when our Lord returns in glory that we too can have that testimony that the Apostle Paul had, that Dr. Williams read at the beginning. I've fought a good fight. I've finished the race. I've kept the faith. I pray that you'd experience that as you trust Jesus and go forward in his power to be the Christian leader he's called you to be. Thanks for joining us for Ministry in Motion.